Springfield Talk 104.1. I am Nick Reed. Not here. Oh, there we go. Uh, uh, welcome to the show. We are broadcasting live from Scramblers. It is a Rose Breakfast. You got till nine o'clock if you're a veteran to get out here and uh, uh, get yourself that breakfast. Sponsored by Scramblers, of course. Serenity Honors, Delta Roofing, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, uh, All Service Plumbing. And electrical. Wait, air services, heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical. There we go. A bit of a name tweak, and I, I want to make sure that I, I get it right. Let's go ahead and jump over and get the latest news update. The Missouri Division of Fire Safety says that the Amusement Ride Safety Unit will investigate the derailment of the Silver Dollar City steam train that took place earlier this week. The train derailment happened Wednesday evening. The crash injured six guests and one employee. There were approximately 160 guests on the train at the time of the accident. Missouri State Fire Marshals said the ride's operating permit was up to date. Police are investigating a crash in Bolivar that killed a motorcyclist around 4 p.m. Thursday. Investigators say a 20-year-old was traveling southbound when his truck struck his bike while pulling out of a bank parking lot. Police say the motorcyclist was traveling at a high rate of speed. He died at the scene of the crash. Police have not released his identity. The crash closed traffic on the road for nearly two hours. The Missouri State Highway Patrol reports a 28-year-old man was killed in a crash Thursday afternoon near Cassville. Troopers say Walter Hooper III crossed the center line of Missouri 76 and hit a truck just before 3.30. The truck driver was not hurt. An Arkansas motorcyclist is expected to survive after he was engulfed by a fireball when a state trooper used a taser on him during a traffic stop. Arkansas State Police say 38-year-old Christopher Gaylor was carrying a backpack full of gasoline when the trooper used the taser during the traffic stop. State Police say the man remains hospitalized, but he is expected to recover. He had jumped from his motorcycle in a residential area of North Little Rock. I'm Matt Moyer, Springfield's Talk, 1041. First alert forecast. It is going to be a sunny day, high of 65. 46 overnight tonight, 50% chance for rain tomorrow with a high of 62. And Sunday, 40% chance of rain, 61. Halloween, sunny, 66. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Good morning. Good morning to you. Fantastic seeing you. Yes. It always is. Just a ball of sunshine. It's like I don't get to see you but every couple weeks, but last week we got to hang out at the hot tub uh, Yeah, event, that's right. And that yeah, was a blast. Did. Uh, did you not have the longest drive? I did. Uh, yeah. I, I won by default because there were very few women, I oh, think, well, that competed in it. So I'm not um, a long drive professional golfer. Well, but, you but were I won that, that day. day. <laughs> you were that day. Yeah. Day. So, yeah, Bricktown Brewery uh, gave us uh, some gift certificates for the event. And so, uh, I don't know. Have you been there? I, love I have. I yeah. love that place. There, yeah. So, that is the only restaurant that there is nothing on the menu that I don't want to try. Right. Like, there are a lot of restaurants that... and But, you know, there may be a certain food item that's not my favorite or something. That place, what I do and i was just in fact there uh with bob uh, mm-hmm. sinclair the ozarks home improvements and, and jeremy uh earlier this week and i just asked the server i said will you just pick something for do you mind doing that and he goes no i don't mind doing it i said because i, I can't decide, yeah. yeah i said but i said uh, just not the meatloaf because i had right. that last time okay and so i i wanted you know something i either hadn't had in a long while or something i'd never had but sam the 
pl- guy who runs that place is incredibly awesome. There's so, they do so much for the community over there, uh, and of course the food's fantastic. So oh, yeah. yeah, for folks who haven't been, and if you like beer, that right. you know they they yes. brew their own, and in addition to brewing their own, they also welcome in some of the locals. I know I get t- I, I like sours, and Thai and Timber often has a number of different offerings there of their sours, and it, it's just a great place. So if you're not been, I recommend people go there. Yeah, I think we're going to go check it out today. Actually, my kiddos get out of school at noon. They're doing a lot of the schools now. We're doing like a fall break right. around Halloween. So. Um, my kids get out of school at noon, so we typically go eat lunch somewhere just to kind of spend some time together. And they do a great job there at Bricktown as well with kids' menus and That's cool. always, you know, keeping my kiddos the entertained. Good. I mean, yeah. just everything is great there. Mm-hmm. This is not a paid plug for No, it's not. We're just, you know, clearly we're hungry as we're sitting here, you know, watching everyone eat breakfast. But, um, but no, last weekend was great, and it was good to see a lot of people come out from the show. And I was telling, uh, well, we were talking about it earlier, and I didn't even, I had to get a trailer back. I had to leave before I had a chance to talk to the winner. I don't even, I saw, you know, we drew the ticket. It was him, but I, I, I did not recognize him, and I didn't get a chance to talk with him, so I don't know his name. I don't know anything Yeah, about I didn't him. get to talk to him either. Well, I've asked Joshua. Jealous, at, uh, <laughs> obviously, Joshua from Hulk Hot Tub Services. He'll yeah. know. I thought about going up and offering him cash for his winning hot tub to see if he'd sell it to me. But You never know. You, know, you should have tried. But then we went in and ate breakfast. Oh. So anyways, but maybe someday I'll get a hot tub. All right, so what uh, else is going on? Gosh, you know, um, it seems like everyone's just talking about, you know, election and inflation and interest rates and everything's sky high and bad. And, and while that all is true, real estate's still going strong, believe it or not. You know, we still have... Life circumstances for a lot of buyers and sellers, whether they're moving for work, they're getting divorced, they've had a death in the family, they're downsizing, upsizing. So our office is still just as busy. Um, we are seeing homes sit on the market longer, which is good for buyers because then you get a chance to actually yeah. go look at a few houses and not have to just look at one by driving by and make an offer over the listed price. It's not and like an Easter egg hunt where no. they just have all the eggs in the field and they just tell the kids, go! Right, right. The, those days have kind of calmed down a little bit. So we're seeing houses sit about two weeks now on the market. But what is interesting is that you know, this time last year was that Easter egg hunt style market. We now have less homes on the market now than we did this time last year. So we are still in an inventory shortage. And really what we're seeing is that you've probably heard um, it's a, a nationally used term. There's missing in the middle. There are no homes of quality between two and $400,000. Tons of stuff right now under 200000 um, especially if you're wanting a fixer-upper, maybe some income properties that need some love, and then tons of stuff, you know, four fifty up to eight hundred. But there's nothing really right. in that middle, so we're still really seeing a big squeeze there. I guess um, I guess my people hunker down. Yeah, because I'm in that. Right, and it's hard right now too for a lot of sellers that want to sell, but they refinanced and now they're locked in at a yeah. two and a half to three oh, percent interest yeah, rate. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to sell, lose that rate, buy something more expensive Mm -hmm. that might be less in size or less in quality, and you're locking in at a 7% interest rate? You know, and Don and Alex do a great job of saying, you know, date the rate, don't right. marry it. But it's still a hard thing for people sure. to grasp. Sure, yeah, it is. Doubling their interest rate rate from what they refinanced for. But um, I'm hoping that, you know, with the elections and the Fed, they, they realize they're killing our economy with these rate hikes. So I'm hoping that maybe 
we can stop around seven and a half. But again, I don't ever have a crystal ball of what's going to happen. But the good news is, is that we are still seeing a lot of buyers um, getting homes that that have a VA loan or a USDA loan or an FHA loan, which we didn't see many of those buyers for a couple years because so many buyers were cash or conventional. So it's a good time if you're using one of those government loan options that you could get into a house now. All right. And anything specific, any showings or what yeah. you're, anything you're looking All for? All the above. I listed a new home yesterday over in the Galloway Station area. It's oh. on Christine. Uh, 239.9 is the listed price. Three bedrooms, two bathrooms, two-car garage, tons of upgrades. It's on my Facebook page um, if anyone wants to look through pictures there or the actual link to the listing. And then I have two buyers that um, were on the hunt. You know, One of them is a USDA buyer, like I mentioned. Um, she's pre-qualified with uh, Alex and his team over there. And so we're trying to find something, three bedrooms, ideally two bathrooms, kind of on the northern cusp or realm of Springfield. So, you know, if we're looking up to Pleasant Hope, Buffalo, Bolivar, Ashgrove, kind of that full gamut there. And then I have another buyer looking for a newer home. Um, her budget's up to 425000 So wants to be in Springfield, um, kind of along the, the 65 corridor there, okay. um, ideally a home with a basement. Okay. So if you're thinking of selling, whether it's now or down the road, you know, this and what I've mentioned is a house maybe that somebody has. I'm happy to go look at it and just know that it's there for a you know they're ready to sell but that's kind of what we've got in the pipeline right now all right and of course you mentioned seeing photos but contacting you as well emily johnson house theory realty on your facebook page and if people forget just go to ksgf.com find nick's endorsements and you can find it all under there have a great weekend and uh, and trick-or-treating i'm sure that you and the kids are going to be doing that oh yeah they're excited silas is oh i saw uh, the costumes effect they look great thank you silas is a uh, stay puff marshmallow man Uh he's never seen ghostbusters but that's what he wanted to be (laughs) And then Quinn is a twisted clown. So as a 10-year-old girl, that is her alter alter ego. Oh, ah. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, (laughs) both costumes look fantastic. Thank you. Those are on my Facebook page, too, if anyone wants to see a picture of them. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. The never-ending question, when the president says something that is clearly untrue, it's absurd in the context of reality, is does he know he's lying or does he not know that he's lying? Does he think what he is saying is true? And this is really the only debate, which is a sad place to be in, in the country. I mean... Some of the things that he, he says, no, I don't care if you're a supporter of his or not. You, you can't deny the things that he's saying. For example, yesterday he claimed what he's talking about. He's trying to brag about gas prices. He, he claimed that when he took office, gas prices were over $5 a gallon at the pump. So he's out there trying to claim that he, is, that he has made gas lower than it was when he took office. Now, this is unquestionably false. Even his supporters have to acknowledge, I mean, that's not true. They don't have to acknowledge it. They want to live in a land of lies and deceit. That's up to every individual person. 
so that leaves us, of course, the question, is is he lying? Does he know he's lying? Does Is, is he confused? Is he flashing back to some other time? You know, what is it? Or it can always be a combination of the two. He's lying, but he is co- uh, confused enough as an old man with dementia that he doesn't recognize the lie is so absurd, nobody's going to believe it. He thinks that it's a lie people will believe. So this was yesterday. It was a speech, and he claimed the prices of gasoline was, quote, over $5 when he took office, despite the fact that the actual average price of regular gasoline was two thirty-nine. So he's it was, you know, he's claiming it was over twice what it actually was. He made the comment during his speech while in Syracuse, New York. He said, quote, the most common price of gas in America is three thirty-nine, which that isn't true. And I can tell you that because we are always below average and we're not there at, at most of the gas stations in the area. So that clearly isn't the average price of gas right now in the country. So he claimed that, quote, the most common price of gas in America is three thirty-nine, down from over $5 when I took office. We need to keep making the, that progress by having energy companies bring down the cost of a gallon of gas that reflects the cost of paying for a barrel of oil, which, of course, none of that is attached to reality either. Fox Business notes that the national average price for a gallon of regular gas in the week ending January 25th of 2021 after Biden took office was $2.39 a gallon, according to data from the Energy Information Administration. The average price for a gallon of regular gasoline did not hit $5 until June of 2022, which was, of course, well over a year after Biden took office. According to AAA... The current national average for a gallon of regular gas is 3.76, which is 30 cents more per gallon than Biden claims it is. He also commented on the gross domestic product figure released uh, showing the US economy grew by 2.6% on an annualized basis during the months of July through September. Now that of course is not that is if we even want to bother to get too much in the weeds, that has to do with uh, uh, international exporting and also artificially a, a bump in it because of government spending. In other words, it's not a reflection of what's actually going on in our economy. Now, I honestly don't know that he understands that. I think he was told, oh, this is great, Mr. President, which is why he was out there saying, have you heard? I mean, this is all. I mean, you could tell he's genuinely excited. He walked up to cameras and he put thumbs up. Have you heard? I mean, this is fantastic. No, it's not. And aside from even if we were experiencing in that quarter a natural anemic growth that was a true reflection of our actual economy, that is irrelevant to the average person. That does not mean that the prices of milk, a gallon of milk, the price of a gallon of milk isn't continuing to go up, or eggs, or gas, or everything else under the sun. And I believe what is, you know, their hope here is that this is somehow in the last week and a half before the final day of voting is going to make Americans go, oh, 
oh, this worst economy that, that or the, this economy that you know is the worst that it's been in, in four decades, and and we continue to see it get worse and worse and worse. Oh, the president all of a sudden tells us eight days before the final day of voting that uh, the GDP is two point six percent up, which uh, let's be ranked the average American. They don't even know what that means anyway. And the reason that the average American doesn't really understand what that means is because it's not relevant to the daily life of the average American. Politico had a piece last week in which a Democratic strategist said what it is that most of us have realized for some time, that the single worst message for the Democrats, the thing that makes people turn away from them now more than ever is when they're running around telling you how good things are. When they're running around bragging about the CHIPS Act, when they're running around bragging about the Build Back Better, when they're running around talking about the infrastructure bill, when they're running around talking about the unemployment rate being low, when they're running around now saying, oh, GDP is up 2.6%. Because it sends a message to the average American that things still suck for us, they continue to get worse, but you're telling me that it's all sunshine and unicorns. And I've, I equate it to, as a human being, you have horrible customer service somewhere, and you call, or you've got, you know, let's say it's some service that you're providing in your home, cable or whatever, and it's, it's bad, uh, channels are going in and out, uh, your service goes in and out, uh, the, you know, it's, just, it's just not what you're paying for, and you call and complain to customer service, and they instead tell you how wonderful it is. Does that make you happy? Do you go, oh, I didn't realize that. Thanks for letting me know that actually my service is tremendous. Or does it make you more angry? And that's what's happening with the Democrats and their messaging. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Hear about it. Hear about I, I know it. I'm beating a dead horse here. Talk about it. Talk about but it. the hypocrisy and the double standards kind of unreal. On Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Uh, 32 plus minutes left for the breakfast this morning. Heroes Breakfast at Scramblers. You have, if you're a veteran, to come out and get your free breakfast till 9. Uh, and now Sarah Myers. Hey, thank you. And I'm going to keep it pretty short because your dad's here My to dad visit. Is here. Yeah, so I've got Josh with the Pyramid Roofing Company. How are you? So wonderful. Thanks, Sarah. How are you? I am good. Now, you guys, uh, now I don't know how much you know about this, so I might throw you off guard, but uh, are you going to be out on Saturday at Nathaniel Green helping with the uh, trunk or treat? Uh, I will not be out there this weekend. I'm skipping out on it. I'm turning 40. Uh, on November 1st, my family's in town to, to celebrate my birthday. Well, very nice. Happy but, early birthday. But yeah, Ashley will be there and uh, she'll be holding down the fort for sure. So I think I'm going to stop by and uh, bring my little kiddo. Of course, he's not old enough to eat candy, but he's got a pretty cute costume. So I think I'm going to show it off. You're not giving your kid candy yet? That's, no, well, that's, not yet. I know. Terrible parenting right here. I'll make here. sure next time I see you. Uh, so uh, what's been going on? Um... Uh, we've been really busy this week. It's been raining. It was a weird uh, meteorological phenomenon called rain. I had to Google it. Uh, it hadn't happened for a while, but uh, it uh, it's caused a lot of leaking uh, it, lot leaking issues. And so we've been busy, you know, helping people figure out what's going on with the roof this week. So, um, it, you know, if you've got something that you're noticing some some brown spots up on your ceiling, um, if you've got issues with that, give us a call. We can get up to take a look at it. And it, 
And a lot of these that we're seeing is, are very fixable issues, too. Not not a lot of brand-new roof needs uh, are required. To, uh, anyway. You probably saw a lot of uh, gutter issues as well. We did. Uh, right now, the leaves are just just packed deep in the gutters, and, it, and you know, it'll... It'll run down into the gutter and then backflow up into the eave and cause leaking at the eaves. And so, uh, put gutter screens in or clean your gutters regularly would be a good thing. Um, but we do we do gutter screens as well, uh, roofing gutters and screens. So this time of year, people would probably love to have gutter screens in for sure. Yeah, that's definitely one of those things that people may not think about. You know, with the the leaves falling and. Gutters is not top of mind. You don't think, oh, you know what? I'm going to get up there and look at my gutters every day. Uh, and, but it can really damage your roof and take a toll on it. Yes, it can. It's uh, it, it really can. You know, it, and um, you know, gutters and ro- really roofing too. They're not like the, the top of the list a lot of times, but it's what covers your the rest of your property. So everything else is protected by that by that system. So um, it's so important to, to have it working and functioning properly. And, uh, you know, it, it, when it's failing, it is, it's a nightmare for people. So, All right. Well, I feel like that was a terrible way to end this, but I know that your yeah. breakfast is over there, and I don't want it to get cold, plus your dad's over there, too. Yeah. So I don't want to keep you too long. All right. How do people get a hold of you? They can, uh, well, obviously, uh, the, your endorsement uh, website, they can find us. But uh, 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 pyramidroofingmo.com is the best way to get a hold of us. All right, sounds good. Enjoy your breakfast. This Thanks, is Sarah. Sarah Myers with Springfield's Talk, 1041. Before we get to the traffic here, uh, a, uh, a statement from Nancy Pelosi's spokesperson, Drew Hamill, spokesman for Speaker Nancy Pelosi, issued the following statement, quote, early this morning, an assailant broke into the Pelosi residence in San Francisco and violently assaulted Mr. Pelosi. The assailant is in custody, and the motivation for the attack is under investigation. Mr. Pelosi was taken to the hospital, where he's receiving excellent medical care and is expected to make a full recovery. The speaker was not in San Francisco at the time. The speaker and her family are grateful to the first responders and medical professionals involved and request privacy at this time. Now, I know I'm cynical, but my immediate thought is, what really happened? I mean, I, I just, with these people... Nothing ever appears as it seems. Whether it was Harry Reid claiming that, you know, when he got all banged up that he was uh, working some sort of Nordic track thing and, and it went haywire. Or, you know, there's that mayor of, is it, is it the mayor of San Francisco, this, uh, the, the, the gal who claimed that like, so two people broke into her house and they stole a gun and that's all they stole. And, like, the gun was in a little, lock, you know, hidden away in the closet. Like, they went in, went directly to it, got it, and then they ended up getting caught far Like, whoever gets caught in a home burglary anyway. And they were in another town, and then there was, like, no bond. The whole thing just is odd and weird with these people. And so, yeah, it, I don't know. I'm just suspicious whenever I see some sort of press release like this that involves... Uh, you know, the Speaker of the House, the Nancy Pelosi, that there's something else going on here. Maybe not, you know, maybe one of the uh, Democrat homeless camps uh, got uh, one of its uh, residents, you know, or tired of, of the conditions and wanted to go let their voice be heard at the Pelosi home. Who, who knows? But you'd think they'd have better security than that. We are broadcasting live from Scramblers, a traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1.
Well, I'll give weather here while Sarah tries to fix the catastrophe she created by knocking over an entire glass of our next guest's water. I, in my life, never have I seen such a thing. You leave never, me alone. Never right? in my life. This is the world's tiniest table, and you take up 90% of it. You. You. Are you calling you, me fat? You. <laughs> is that what this is? No. You're going to go there? You're going to go? Why would you say such things about me? I am as God made me. First alert forecast, sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work. It is going to be a sunny day with a high of 65, partly cloudy, 46 for a low tonight, 50%. At least it was just water and not like a giant cup of syrup. I have really caused a scene here. We've got a caution wet floor. I mean, we got look, a mop. Look at this. We look, got you got six three, employees over I here. I know. I mean, that was There has fast. been an incident. They do not mess around. I've never seen. It's like swarm, swarm, swarm. So Sarah was. I'm sorry, guys. Pu- pushing the, uh, the top of her laptop back, not realizing there was a full glass of water behind it. And it spilled all over our table here. And down onto the floor in the, you know, here at Scramblers. And, of course, that's like, I'm telling you, within 60, look, look, they got it. Within 60 seconds, all the water's cleaned up, and there's a caution sign out there. It's almost as if they were waiting for this moment. They have been trained in their, yeah, they they have these training sessions. I really hope this guy didn't slip in the water. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's still a little bit wet. They they mopped it up. All right, so back to the weather. 50% chance for rain tomorrow. High of uh, 62, 40% chance Sunday, 61, Monday sunny with a high of 66. we got uh, Gary with us this morning. Uh, Ruck and Run is just around the corner. How are what? you? Yeah, I know. Good morning. Oh, look, it's on your shirt. It is. There's somebody in my neighborhood that's had a sign in their yard for the event for some time. That's awesome. We'd like to promote when we can. Yeah, and they're, rel- they're somewhat new to the neighborhood. Our, the house went up for sale, I don't know. Maybe a month ago or two months ago. I don't know how far back. And, and so uh, whomever it is, they've got some connection. That's awesome. All right, so tell us about the event. What is it? What do people know? I know we've, we've talked about it a bit, but just getting you know right on top of the event. Well, uh, over the last few years, we've been kind of separated a lot, right? We haven't been able to meet as no. much. And uh, whether it's been the pandemic policies or politics, there's been things that are there to divide us. Well, this is an event that's built together to draw everyone together, to bring folks out from the community to honor and celebrate our U.S. military veterans. So on Saturday, September 12th, the day after uh, Veterans Day, we are offering the opportunity to come out and celebrate our veterans. It is called the Ruck and Run. Uh, You can go to ruckandrun.org and get a lot of information, and there's four ways you can really participate. Or you can uh, uh, come in and attend the event. Uh, but you can participate in the actual ruck and run, and there's multiple ways you can do that. You could put on a rucksack full of canned goods that you can donate at the end, and you can compete. You can do it for fun. You can come out and just run uh, and do that for fun or compete. You can come out with friends and do it as a team, do it as an individual, or come out with the family. Uh, we even have a .9-mile fun walk run where you can just go out to the first station, turn around, and come back. Now, this event is not like your normal 5Ks and those kind of things that are going on in the in the country. This is a military-based event. So our founder and president, uh, George Fuller, who was on the show right. uh, a couple, couple weeks, weeks ago, ago uh, he put this together in 2015 after coming to the realization that Veterans Day is really too commercialized. They're talking about trying to buy a mattress or get discounts on yeah, cars, and it's not really celebrating the veterans. So he, he came up with this idea, and so... 
He does this in order to honor veterans and support local veterans here through food donations and raising money and awareness, but really to bring the community around and to get together to celebrate our veterans and the service and sacrifices they've made. Uh, so if folks want to participate, do they need to pre-register? How do they get more information? How do they do what they need to do? Yeah, our website is a great uh, opportunity to do that. They can go to ruckinrun.org and uh, click on the site there, and they'll see when they pull up it's a register button. Uh, they can get other information about our organization. And this is it's we've got a lot of vendors that will be there, but no one is selling anything. You can almost leave your wallet at home unless you wanted to purchase some things like shirts and hats and stuff to help the our proceeds go to our local veterans. Um, we also have something that's kind of symbolic um, in front of our stage. Our stage is actually a military vehicle we call Gomez in honor of a uh, a soldier. Um, but we have a fire pit where we bring everyone together. And in the military, a fire pit's kind of symbolic because after an, after having a, a mission or coming back from an, um, an activity, you gather around the fire pit and kind of decompress, share stories, and kind of get back to normal. And so our fire pit is designed for the same thing, to bring the community around and get back to normal. We had encourage you to bring veterans out to this so we can celebrate their service. You can come out and just visit. So there's four ways to do that. You can participate in the event. You can partner with us if you have a business. Uh, you can actually volunteer. We're looking for volunteers to help from everything from parking and handing out finisher medals. Or you could just attend and support the veterans. Uh, we're going to have free axe throwing there, which will be kind of cool. If you've never done that, you can do it for free at no cost. There'll be vendors that are set up uh, sharing information uh, and there'll be games and stuff to play. There'll be music and free giveaways all morning. So we'd love to have a great turnout for our veterans on that day. Uh, it'll take place in the morning. Uh, our opening ceremonies will happen around 8.30 in the morning. We'll be done by noon, 1 o'clock. So come out and uh, share in this event and support our military veterans. All right, great event. And, uh, again, November 12th. Yep, November and, 12th. Uh, we'll make sure. I know you mentioned the site, but I see Sarah's got it up as we speak. So we'll have it on our social media as well so people can uh, easily check it out. That would be great. The more the, the more the merrier. We'd love to have him. We appreciate the opportunity to come out and promote it on your show. Thanks so uh, much for supporting us. Uh, our pleasure. And it's great to see you. Always is. Thanks. Thanks for your time. At Springfield's Talk 1041. More in just a couple of moments. We continue the Friday Road Show sponsored by Affordable Towing and it being a hero's breakfast out here. Uh, this morning, which means, of course, if you're a veteran, you have till 9 o'clock to get your free breakfast. Thanks to Scramblers, air services, heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, uh, Delta roofing, and new additional sponsor, Serenity Honors. I'm Nick Reed. More in moments. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. There's a piece I wanted to share in the Washington Examiner that is uh, regarding a, a, a study that is not a good sign for the direction of the country, but it, it further illustrates really the, the complete and utter damage that the university systems in our country are doing to young people and to our culture, our society. They really, unfortunately, are, are turning into, I think, one of the most damaging institutions we have. The media and, and the university systems, I think, 
are probably two of the most damaging institutions to our country and to individual liberty. College students are petty tyrants on a frightening scale, according to a new study. The Washington Examiner, their their report notes that it is awful that huge majorities of college students are totalitarian enough to support corporal punishment for speech that they don't like. It's almost as bad that similar majorities think that their speech that they favor should be compelled. Even more worrisome, the speech that they wish to compel is actually pernicious. The Washington Examiner reported yesterday on the 8th Annual National Survey of College Undergraduates conducted for the William F. Buckley Jr. Program at Yale, which was released on October 25th. This year's results were by far the most disheartening yet. Less than 40% of those surveyed oppose the idea that, quote, some type of offensive speech even merit the death penalty. Hear that again. These are, this is what the university system is. This is how they are brainwashing young minds to where less than 40% were opposed to death penalty for some types of speech. You know, quote, hate speech. And an absolute majority agreed that violence can be justified to prevent the utterance of what they considered hateful views. Now consider the collegians' view on the equation's flip side, namely, that speech should be compelled in some circumstances. More than 65% agreed with each of the following two scenarios. First, that professors and administrators should forfeit their jobs if they don't, quote, make statements in favor of what they see as diversity, equity, and inclusion. And second, that, quote, new employees of any company, business, or organization should be required to sign such statements. This is stunning and scary because it is the old Communist Party loyalty oaths. This is what the Communist Party used to do. Either they they would purge you, put you in concentration camps, you know, just kill you and your families. Or you could hopefully avoid such a fate if you signed on to their loyalty oaths, if you signed off on compelled speech. Uh, outside of the realm of faith-based employees, where, of course, the transmission of faith is part of the very missive of the organization, a requirement for adults to express a particular opinion is tyrannical thuggery. By analogy, the political left would explode in self-righteous anger if colleagues required, as in a condition of employment, a signed statement even, uh, or as agreeing with Alex de Tocqueville, that voluntary associations are necessary in order that men remain civilized and become so. Yet two-thirds of college students are so mindlessly attached to the cult of diversity that they would compel their own professors to pronounce fealty to it rather than intellectually inquire, inquiry and free thought. Now, think about this. All, this is the massive contradiction of people with the leftist perspective. Two-thirds believe, in the name of diversity, that universities should require professors to agree with a certain set of thoughts. That is the opposite of diversity. 
in the name of diversity, you have a majority of undergraduate college students across the nation in the survey demand the lack of diversity. When you believe that people should be punished for not sharing your point of view, when you believe people should be punished, lose their job, face prison time for expressing a perspective that is different than yours, that is the opposite of diversity. And this is what I mean about the danger and damage of our university systems, is what they have managed to do here is convince young people in these institutions that are supposed to be about diversity of thought, that are supposed to be about challenging the narrative, that forcing people to believe the same thing is somehow diversity. That is the mind job that they've done on them. What we are watching, at least in the modern era, is the creation of the single largest cult in this country. And it is the cult of that belief system. To believe that diversity means forcing people to agree with you. That is brainwashing. And what is so just frankly disgusting about the whole thing, or one component of it, is that people pay tens of thousands of dollars to get this brainwashing. You want to talk about a scam? That you have young people that are compelled to take out tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes into the six-figure of student loans, to go and be brainwashed into how not to think, to be brainwashed into believing that thinking, critical thinking, is a bad thing, that there is one way to think, and if you don't think that way, you should be punished and or have the opportunity to learn and memorize what it is that you are supposed to think and then regurgitate that. I I really genuinely, outside of the media, do not believe that there is any institution in this country culturally that is more damaging, not just to the country, but to humanity, than the university systems. You know, the, the media is as well, but they serve a different pers- purpose. They amplify and rationalize uh, the, the, the damage. Whereas you have the universities that are growing it, that are multiplying it, they are, they are they're injecting the disease into individuals that will then go out and spread it, and you have the media acting as super spreaders of that disease. Springfield's Talk 104.1, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Everyone, it's Sarah Myers. Here I am. Yes, you Man, are. I am having quite the morning over here. I'm over, I've got scissors you now. Are, so you are. You are. I should probably you, not be you, handling these. You put the Silver Dollar City train wreck I, into I am I, the you, train wreck. Yeah, you make that nothing. <laughs> That's exactly how I am. Well, uh, real quick. 
before I decide to cut my finger off here, I want to tell you about my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Now, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S. Well, what do they do? Well, they do a variety of home repairs and maintenance for you. I just called them yesterday. You did? What'd you call them for? I called them uh, because there's some things that I want to have done, looked at and done. So I, I talked to the gal. Uh, just as friendly as could be. And she's like, well, what sort of stuff? And, and I said, well, kind of this, this, this. And so she took it all down and she said, okay. And she gave me the name of somebody said, they're going to call you and then they'll come at, you know, to your home and check it all out. And then we'll give you an estimate and then you can pick and choose, you know, some of it, none of it, whatever. And I was like, okay. So yeah, it is a super simple process. Whenever you call Bruce and his team, they're very, very friendly. Yes. We had them out. Not terribly long ago. I think it was maybe a month, month and a half. Uh, kind of similar to you. We had kind of a honey-do list of items that weren't necessarily things that we had to fix right then and there, but they were items that were definitely driving us crazy. And I believe it was Jeff that came out and did an estimate for us and he was able to, to get us that estimate within 24 hours and then we were scheduled, I believe it was two days after that. And they came in, they got it done, taken care of, and now those problems are fixed. So whether you have a big maintenance job like mold remediation or an issue in your call space, Beatles can help you out with that. Or if you're like um, me and Nick over here and you got a smaller honey-do list that you need fixed, uh, Beatles can help you out with that as well. Now you can find all of their contact information housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. CBS calls out inconvenient truth behind Biden's clean energy electric vehicle push. It is... This is one of the things that's just so maddening to me, and that is the portrayal of electric vehicles as environmentally friendly. They are not. They are no more environmentally friendly than the average vehicle, and arguably they're even more damaging. When you look at everything that goes into the production of those vehicles and the batteries themselves, I, I you know, if people want to put To force taxpayers to subsidize an industry that is not environmentally friendly in the name of environmentally being friendly, it just drives me nuts. Yesterday, that nut job Kamala Harris is out there talking about yellow school buses and this whole, you know, we have an education system that is collapsing in this country. We have levels of of uh in terms of testing students in certain areas in certain categories lower the the drop that occurred over the last couple of years is the single greatest drop that it has ever been in other words since we've kept track in a number of different areas of education it has never been this bad in this country and kamala harris what is she doing she's talking about electric school buses all in the name of the environment when it doesn't help the environment so there, there's this story, Fox News has it, and it notes members of a small Minnesota town are sounding the alarm about the damage to the environment that they say will come from the clean energy project funded by the Biden administration. In a report aired Thursday on CBS Mornings, CBS News environmental reporter Ben Tracy traveled to Tamarack, Minnesota, where residents told him they're concerned about a nickel mine being developed on local farmlands that will have a toxic impact on their water. Ironically, the mine was funded through a grant by the Biden administration, all part of the Green New Deal, to develop batteries for green electric vehicles. 75% of battery manufacturing is done in China. Which, So by the way, this makes us more dependent on foreign countries than 
gas vehicles do. You know, that's the other thing we hear. Well, this is why we need green energy to get away. You know, that way we aren't dependent on foreign countries. It makes us more dependent. So what is, the, you know, so the, the effort to change our reliance, the Biden administration is awarding $2.8 billion in grants to a dozen states, all in an effort to boost battery production. All of those electric vehicle batteries require critical minerals like nickel. Co-anchor Tony Dacapil explained in his as he introduced his story. Quote, President Biden has put nickel on a list of minerals essential to national security and wants more of it mined domestically. But homeowners are worried. A group of homeowners are worried about the sulfuric, a- sulfuric acid runoff from the mine leaking into the pristine waterways. They've all banded together in order to fight the project. The corporation conducted the drilling project. Talon Metals Corp. received $114 million from last year's infrastructure bill to develop a processing facility for nickel mine. And by the way, th- this is known to be just horrible for the environment. Horrible. Uh, just think about this catastrophe intellectually and environmentally that this administration has developed. They have made us once again reliant on foreign countries for natural for energy like oil and gas why because they said it's bad for the environment to drill here it's bad for the environment to have a pipeline so what do they do let's move us to electric vehicles in which getting the materials needed is even worse for the environment than drilling for oil than fracking and they are using taxpayer dollars to pay for it the same people who criticize the oil industry for getting subsidies this is not environmentally friendly glenn beck's next i'm nick reed